In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. A few years ago, Fred Needner, the Old Testament man from Valparaiso University, got me thinking. He wrote that the English word wilderness means the place of the wild things. Go back to the New Testament Greek, and wilderness means the place of abandonment, the place where people give up and they are left behind. Go way back to the Old Testament Hebrew, and wilderness literally means somewhere beyond words. This year, most of our Advent has been spent somewhere beyond words. In the dark and dry and cold and lonely places of demons and wild beasts, of scapegoats and sin and death, where fear and evil are natural allies and even God's people, Adam and Moses and Israel and Elijah, are pressed beyond their limits. Most of us know that place, that somewhere beyond words, even if we know it by another name. Layoffs or cuts or depression or divorce, hunger and abuse or accident and suicide. And yet in the church, we do not despair. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. If there is a voice, then there is still hope. If there is a voice, then we may be in the darkness, but we are not alone. If there is a voice, we may feel fear and sadness, but we have not been left behind. If there is a voice, we may have tried to dodge it, but our Lord has tracked us down to give us one more chance. The voice means that God is with you in the wilderness with you in yours and me in mine. The voice is crying out our names, come back, come home, be mine. You belong here. I know it is a nice thought. And some of you can barely think to think it. Can things really change? Can life really be different? Can you really go home? No, you can't. If you have learned anything this Advent, I hope you've learned that you will never get it right all by yourself. You will never talk your way out of the wilderness. You don't have the voice for that. It's like telling depressed people, cheer up, or sick people, get better. If they would, if they could, they would have already done it. 
So the church is not about self-help or self-confidence or telling yourself, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. In fact, the church is not about self-anything. If the Advent wilderness has taught us any lesson at all, it teaches you your limits and it bespeaks your end. When your words are your words and nothing more, when they are only your words, then you are only as strong as your last breath. So how could things ever really change? The Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? The baptizer confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not Elijah. I am not the prophet. I am not the Christ. So the baptizer confessed and did not deny, but confessed, it's not about me. It is ironic, don't you think, that the only chance for you and me is when it is not about you and me? The only chance for you and me is when God appears and works to change things. So this Advent, listen to the voice and let yourself love what the voice bestows. You do not have to do anything at all. It is much like when a soothing voice wakes you from a deep sleep. You wake, but it is the voice that is doing all the work. It is the voice that is calling you up and out of your present terrors. It is the voice that is calling you back home to Eden. It is the voice that bids you come to a life that is satisfying and fulfilling. Our Lord's way out of the wilderness is the way of being called. It is the way of being found. It is the way of being loved. It is the way of being changed. It is the way of being church. It is the way of being community, and it is the way of being used well. And it all starts with a sacramental voice, a voice that is not afraid to mix with matter. A voice that lowers the mountains and raises the valleys and straightens out anything that is crooked. A voice that bids us out of the wilderness and up the hill to the temple and the cross and the Eucharist. A sacramental voice that draws us away from so places that are so cruel that they are beyond description and beyond imagination. Places that really are somewhere beyond words. You have suffered this advent. Bad world, bad economy, and even bad news at church. But my greatest fear is that you will miss the opportunity to rearrange your lives, your life alone and your life together. The pain is already here. It has already been felt, and it may get worse. But a faithful response to that is not to wail so loudly that we drown out the only voice that could save us, the voice that calls us home to healing and love and brighter days ahead. Faith hears the voice and wakes. 
faith listens and rejoices knowing that we are never alone and we are always loved. You are never alone. You are always loved. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. Who are you? What do you say about yourself? And the baptizer replied, I am somebody else's voice. I am not my own. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, just as the prophet Isaiah said. And you are not your own either, which actually turns out to be a good thing. If we could fix ourselves, we'd have done it by now. But we can't. And so we are back to mercy, to gift, to love, to forgiveness, to Christ, to church, whose sacramental voice cures the day, making wrongs right and rearranging things and creating new realities and making us what he says, children of his own hand. And here's the best news. He wants all his children home for Christmas. And as far as he's concerned, everybody's in and nobody is out. So everybody gets a fresh start this morning. Congratulations. Everything is forgiven and everyone put together. And it is Gaudate, the rose-colored candle of rejoicing. And hope already brightens the horizon because from somewhere beyond words, the voice is about to become flesh and dwell among us. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.